welcome to an episode of IMO. My name is John. My name is Esther. I'm Andy. Yes, and today we have Prof once again with us to talk about the third topic, okay, which is uh, love and relationship. Yes. Uh, the reason I put this in because yes. I feel like it's very relatable. Uh, we are in, I don't know whether it's just me and our social circle, but we, right. we value love and relationships a lot. Right. And we, we do. We I do. believe a lot of people do. Yeah, All great. the HTHT episodes, like every time we talk about, like let's say we have heart-to-heart talk. Yes. Like I'll, I'm willing to bet that 80% of the time, love will come out. No, actually, honestly, right, most of the time we realise that the people that we brought, bring on to our other show, right, one of the things they tell us not to talk about is their relationship and their love life. It's mm. always avoid talking about the ex. Which is strange, you know? <laughs> yeah. But okay, once again, we are in a place with the perfect three demographic. Correct. Yeah, we have single, we have attached, we have married. <laughs> with children. With, with child, children. With child, oh, with child. child. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, yes. awesome. So maybe before we begin, uh, just so that people, uh, for the people who just joined us on this on this particular episode, maybe Andy, uh, Prof, you can introduce yourself a little bit. Well, I am an associate professor of psychology and medicine at NTU. Yes. Okay. If you haven't checked out the other two episodes, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, go and check it out. Okay. This is the last episode we have him on, so... Let's yes. make it a good time, guys. Uh, if you want to see Prof more often, uh, maybe you can leave it in the comments below. Who knows, maybe if he has time, he can join us again. Okay, so let's Look begin. unwilling face. No, <laughs> he's enjoying this. <laughs> okay, let's begin with our first topic. Okay, I, I like this one because it's a little bit more... Uh, I like hearted, this topic. Yeah. So, what are some mis- common misconceptions about love that you think as psychologists, okay, that people have? Misconception about love. Yes. Or like toxic expectations or like any misconceptions that people yeah. might have. Well, maybe I wouldn't talk about psychology as far, but I would talk about my personal experience. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I not to brag, but I've been in, in so many relationships in my life that I don't, I lose count. Like I don't remember <laughs> how many girlfriends I had in my life. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and one of the commonalities that I found, especially with, with, I don't want to label, but I, th- I feel like a lot of my past experiences with, with relationship is that there's a lot of expectation. You yes. know, um, my partner would expect me to do this for her, I would, would buy this for her, um, to go on trips together. There's a lot of expectation, and I often don't know at that moment where that expectation came from. But now, looking back, I realize that a lot of this expectation is what the media portrays a relationship should look like. Mm. Oh. oh. Like what? Like what is What's an example, you know? Okay, I couldn't say for Singapore, but let's look at Hong Kong, right? Okay. Hong Kong, Hong Kong soap drama TV, yes. like TVB, which we watch too in yes, Singapore. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 if you look at a drama in TVB and you walk, you look at the way that people live their life and you look at the houses that they live in yeah. and, and, and how they get married, the extravagance of, of, of the wedding and yes. so on. It puts a lot of expectation. This is if I'm going to get married, I'm going to live in the house with like 2,000 square feet. I need to have jacuzzi right. in my bedroom. I need to be able to go to Paris and Europe and take my photograph and whatnot. So I think a lot of those expectation, unrealistic expectation, get imprinted in, into the minds of individuals. And then yeah. when they're in their real life relationship and they realize, oh my God, I, this my partner cannot satisfy my needs or cannot satisfy my, my desire, then, then they're not up to par. Right. Yeah. Oh. So it's more of um, 
expectation, unrealistic expectation thing that you feel like in society there's a problem? Is it based on consumerism and materialism as well? I think uh, very much so. Yeah, I think that's one major problem with with um, with relationship nowadays is so much based on what I have, what you can give me, what I can offer you, instead of having that true type of emotional connection. Right. That you can communicate. You can you can be there for each other. You can you can be each other's soulmate. Right. Um, A lot of the relationship is now based on what is on the table. Yeah. Uh, the five C as we talked right, about the first, right. the first. So, time, what so. is what would you consider a a realistic expectation or expectation that is okay to have? Well, I think, I think, true love is 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 really about being able to be with that person in good times and bad times. You know, right. I, I could be very, doing very well off today. I could be making tons of money and have a good quality of life. Yeah. But life is unexpectable. One day mm-hmm. I could fall ill. I can get a stroke and I, I can no longer do the things I can do. Yes. Does that mean that you don't love me no more, right? Right. Can we have a commitment towards each other that is found on not just what I can give you, but found on the idea that uh, that there is true passion between two people and there's an understanding, there's appreciation, rather than simply what you can do for me. Right. Yeah. So if you think about it, that if, if you, if like, let's say two partners actually, like think about it in that way, mm-hmm. like what we can sort of like uh, form instead of what we can, what we can get, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that will that will be the the best way to have a you know, the best basis to have to form a relationship on? To to say it again, like <laughs> like you know because because you, you, what you mentioned was I feel it's very true mm. in terms of like uh, thinking about what you can form with your partner mm. as compared to what you can get from your partner. Yes, right. right? I think that we. Do you think this will be a very fo- very strong foundation to to base? A I think so. I on? think having a strong robust relationship is really start thinking about us rather than me it's right. not just me it's about us in this relationship and together what can we achieve together um i think another misconception is that you know if as people always say if you love me you accept this part of me if you oh, love yes. me you support me in doing everything well yes to a certain extent but but you know sometimes there are certain things that i cannot stand mm-hmm. and and then and therefore if that's the case can we actually have an open honest dialogue about this yes. and then find a solution towards the the difficulties or the differences that we have in in, in life in, in views of life right yeah mm-hmm. i'm so this is <laughs> do you think it's because okay just one more thing i just curious i want to ask the both of you do you think it's because of these kind of uh unrealistic expectations right that make people sort of forget that their partner is also another person you know, they just think of like, like, hey, you're supposed to be my boyfriend when actually uh, this person is supposed to actually be, I don't know, Thomas first, you know, mm. like an individual first. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I can agree with that. Sometimes yeah. we, we pay so much attention on, on what can I can get out of this relationship instead of looking at who I am actually with. Yeah. And, and, and how can I, you know, become a better version of myself because I'm with you or we can become better versions of ourselves right. because we're together. Personally, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would have been mind-blowing if Inside. you said you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think it's a big problem that people don't... Yeah. Pe- people immediately, when they think of a boyfriend is, or a girlfriend, yeah. it's like, oh, this is the person that is the giver of affection or the giver yeah, of, right, right. of gifts or the giver like something, of... Like some person or provider that I take from. Yeah, mm. right. but you don't think of them as like a separate, completely um, intellectual human being or mm. like... You don't think of it as a mutual thing. Yeah. And uh, there's a yeah. problem. And this is something that, apart from personal experience, has also been done in research. I mean, research have consistently found that, you know, men, no matter where you are, typically are more romantic 
than women. You know, men are more often to believe in love at first sight. It's science. Much, <laughs> it is. It, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding <laughs> well, well, whereby women are typically more, when they look for a partner, they want to look for someone who can protect them, who can provide for a family, who can help them raise a child. And that's it's, it, the reason behind it is it's biological, it's cultural, it's evolutionary, right? And 100, 200 years ago, it's it's common for the men to be the breadwinner because we have that physical capacity to do the work. I mean, right. back in the Stone Age, it's the men yes. who go and hunt and the woman who comes home and, and nurture the family, yes. which is something that has not changed very much in our society, even as of It's today. just the hunt is different. The hunt is different. Yeah. We're hunting different things. Yeah. So, so there is this expectation amongst female that if I'm going to bear a child, I better find a partner that can support this. Right. right. Whereas in, for men, they are more romantic and when they look what for, look for a partner is for physical attractiveness. Obviously, it goes both ways. Yes. But for but for men, they need to look for physical attractiveness because they want to make sure that this woman that I'm with can actually bear my child. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I actually I actually saw a documentary on this kind of evolutionary uh, theories about about what what happens, right? It's because like uh it I it, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I if I remember correctly from the documentary that I saw was that like why women are uh like very choosy in terms of this in, in terms of this materialistic view of the men of the men mm. that they want to date is because if in from a from a reproductive standpoint, from an evolutionary reproductive standpoint, right, it it costs the woman a lot of resources mm-hmm. to 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 produce offspring. Yeah, the opportunity cost is a lot higher. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas men they can just go anywhere and yes. just and just spread their seeds yes. and it could potentially happen. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why they are more choosy. La, so so th- is this something that we're able to, I don't know, transcend? Well, I, I think I think we're beyond beyond the, the Stone Age hunt, yeah. and, hunt and nurture yeah. type of idea. I mean, 21st century, every mother, father, men and women works. Yeah. It's just, it's, I mean, you have to be very um, well off or privileged to be able to live on one income. Yeah. Right? And so it's, the reality is, both partners have to work. And so how can we make it work so that there is equality and, and, and equity in the yes, relationship? Yes, yeah. I think equity is the word that we're actually looking yeah, for. Yeah, and on that note, because, uh, I mean, from the evolutionary thing, yeah. you just say that girls are more, pick, uh, women are more picky as compared to men. Yeah. So now there's like a societal, um, I would call it a phenomenon, I don't know if it's a phenomenon. Yeah. But like, my men have to chase the girls more. Uh, first, mm. or the, girl, the man is the one that is supposed to be responsible for confessing. Mm. Making for the first move. Making the first move. Mm. So do you feel like we sh- it should be more of an equal thing? Or do you think actually now it's that would be kind nice. of like... It would be nice, right? It would be nice. It would be great CC girls. <laughs> no, but like I feel that this 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 comes from a from a traditional thing. It's also, also traditional right? culture, yeah. right? So traditionally it's the man who makes the first move and then to initiate and, and, and express their desire and then the woman, depending on whether she or likes likes him or not, then yeah. she reciprocate. Um, but I think that trend is changing. Um, okay. on a personal experience. Although, yes, I was the one who made the first move to get to know my wife. Yeah. Once I made that first move, every other move she made first. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive story. What That's about good. your experience? <laughs> my experience, I, I made the first move. In fact, actually, when I made the first move, I got rejected first. Mm. But I was like, like I, can't, I think we kind of have a good thing going here. So let's, let's just try to see mm. where this goes. And she was open to that. And then eventually we managed to get together. Mm. So like, but I would say our relationships are pretty stereotypical, you know, in the sense of what we have in our typical society. Mm-hmm. 
but like I get where you're coming from also in the in the form of like whether it, it is still very much a like if 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 someone someone a, a, a lady right approaches a guy first right people will be like huh you know why why it look desperate but I That's don't know problem. why it's a problem when, like when I ask these people who question that action mm. I'm like why why is it a problem they don't really have an answer. Uh, maybe traditionally thinking that women should have should be prudent. They should be um. They should be have to have chastity or whatever it yeah. is. They need to follow that traditional, yeah. um, practice. And if I made the first move, it doesn't look good on me. So it's just a face thing. Do you think? Maybe I mean, if you can get beyond the face thing, and if you if you you know, my wife would always tell the story if I know what I want, and I and if when I see something I want, I'll go get it. Yeah. I think that's. I think this is actually. Uh, based on what I what I hear from my friends, right, this is actually a sentiment that a lot of like girls these days share, mm-hmm. right. I, of course, we're talking about straight relationships here, but if if you want to be more inclusive, I really am, don't have the sample size to to talk about you. So I'm just gonna use straight relationships. But like, but like, I feel that this is still something that is not generally the major sentiment in society. You know, yeah, don't you don't you think? But I think it will eventually change. We yeah. are f- so far away from let's say the evolution, right? Like Stone mm. Ages and everything. Mm-mm-mm. Eventually, I think we are getting we are getting there. Yeah. But it would be nice <laughs> if it's a bit faster. Yeah. Can nudge it yeah, a little yeah, bit. If you look at you look at population split of genders. I mean, there are a lot a lot more women than men in the world. Are That's they? true. Uh, Wait for real? I I I read somewhere. I I mean I saw a graph on the internet. So I think in, <laughs> I think if I'm not mistaken, China definitely is. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong is. Taipei is. Mm. Taiwan is. I think Singapore is too. Oh, then what what what? <laughs> then why am I doing that? <laughs> <laughs> why are you this demographic? <laughs> why, why am I here? Go and reflect. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so next question, which is I think the main reason why we have this topic mm. in the first place, is. Okay, so in um, it's a very different world from, like I'll say, 10, 20 years ago when mm-hmm. it comes to dating, especially. Mm-hmm. So how would you say is it? Do you think it's harder to find a more nurturing or genuine relationship now? Um, I would say, well, I I wouldn't say it's. I think it's hard anytime. To okay, be honest, right. I think it's hard no matter which era you're in maybe in the earlier 70s 60s 50s people are life is simpler and therefore um you know people can be easily satisfied i suppose uh, they don't they don't go and explore as much but now in the 21st century there's so much temptation there's so many possibilities there's so many opportunities and dating apps yes. know, create this 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 idea that that we can get anybody that we want yes. and there's so many choices out there so you may you may not be satisfied with what you have and you're always looking for more mm-hmm. and that can prevent you from slowing down and really enjoying the relationship that you have now so you feel like the um the fact that we have so many choices mm. to the point that it might be too many choices is a bad thing yeah actually in it's detrimental, in, in right? positive psychology having too much choices is a detrimental to our health what really because oh. we don't know what to choose and and the, the and you cannot settle on the choice yes and also the requirement for us to choose in a very short period of time gives us a lot of anxiety and stress so we might make the wrong decision yeah so the, the, the paradox of choice having choice is a good thing yeah. but having too much of choice could be a bad thing so what would be a, a, a way to sort of like navigate this this thing because after all it's not something you can change anymore mm. right? I think I think it's what's important mm. is for a person uh, I always this is always a, sometimes it may be seen as a cliche but I, I believe it's true in order for someone to truly love another person they need to truly love themselves first right. and to truly love yourself you need to understand who you are as a person and also if you're looking for a stable s- strong nurturing relationship what are you looking for in a partner 
Right. So it's not just about what the person have materialistically, but yes. what does the person think? What are the belief system? What are the values? What, how do they see life in general? Yeah. And those are the things that we need to figure out. But having said that, it does not mean that, oh, I, I thought about this. This is the 10 things that my partner needs to yeah. have. <laughs> and in order for you to be my partner, to check off all the boxes. Yeah. Potentially, but you can also find someone to check off all your boxes and you still don't like them. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're still not, um, you're still not uh, attracted to them. Yeah. Mm. So there's one theory in positive psychology talks about love. It's called a Steinberg triangulation of love. So okay. triangular theory of love. And in order for true love, what they call consummate love, like long-lasting, sustainable, yes. nurturing love, requires three things. It requires passion, that I'm, I'm in love with you and I want to be with you. It requires intimacy, that I can not just intimate on a physical level, but on yeah. an emotional level and spiritual level, yes. and also commitment. These three things are the cornerstone for a strong relationship to, to, to grow and mature. So I think okay. So uh, when I hear when I heard this first in class, I was yeah. immediate, my immediate thought was okay. Passion is such a big deal, but is one passion eventually die off as your relationship goes longer and longer? Well, yes. So so if if a relationship is simply based on passion, then it's just simply lust. Like yeah. you're just you're just attracted to the person. You want to be with them all the time. Yeah. And that infatuation could last, you know, a good couple of weeks or a couple of months. But once it lasts and you don't do anything about it, it would it would it would go down. Yeah. And and but that being said, it doesn't mean that passion cannot be sustainable. You know, okay. you need to work at love. I mean, yes. I've been with my wife now for. Um, oh my god I sh- I, I shouldn't be th- I've been f- five years now <laughs> more than five years we've been yeah, married yeah. we've married since 2013 okay. and so um, no 2016 my god 2016 um, oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been married for for four years I think and then we've known each other for about two three years before we got married so right. we've been together for six seven years yeah. and every day I find new things about her that is interesting everything every day I can fall in love with her all over again because of who she is as a person because she is someone that doesn't you know doesn't slow down that doesn't that doesn't become complacent with who she is yes. and I think in order for passion to be sustainable we, we, we cannot just stop and say oh we find my partner let's just forget about everything let's just forget about you know forget about my looks forget about my wear I wear I just, yes. I just eat whatever I want don't care take care of my body and of course, that passion will go, right? Yes. So, so, so yes. I mean, I mean, we've all seen this. I mean, we've probably seen aunties and uncles or friends and colleagues who look wonderful when they're single. Once they got together, got married, they just completely let themselves go. Let themselves go. <laughs> that cannot happen. Right. That cannot happen. It needs to. You need to work on yourself every single day. So, yeah. like on on your on your end as well, do you actually actively try to pay attention to? the newer things with your wife to try to maintain that passion? I would look at her, um, you know, I would, because she, well, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate person that I have a wife who is funny and adorable and, 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 and just do crazy things every day. Right. So I, I have something new and surprise every day. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, I would look, I would try to, you know, um, try to, find new things for us to do together yeah yeah um, we're trying to look at her life and see what i can do to to support her in the things that she does so there's always something happening right. there's always something going and we're not yeah. we're not stopping right once you stop you know the passion can fade very quickly i yeah. imagine because I, I mean i believe for most relationships right not to be i mean not to be too slapping realism too much in pe- reality in people's face too much right but i feel that a lot of the times people forget that in a relationship right majority of it mm-hmm. is made up of the not so spectacular times mm-hmm. it's the dull it's the lower energy yeah. times mm-hmm. and like it's always like these times that people always 
uh, cannot think about when when they are tunnel visioned and mm. you know looking at this person of their affection, you know, and it's mm. just like, oh no, everything's gonna be great, everything's gonna be great, but like everything is not gonna be great every day. Right, right. So so how would be you know what would be something that partners can do to try to overcome the not so great times, you know? Well, I think being able to have open and honest communication is really important to 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 often be able to show appreciation right. uh, and to, to let your partner know that you care would be useful. I think another misconception that just flashed across my mind is that people often think that if I'm in love, you love me, you need to spend all the time with me, you need to be doing everything together. Oh, yes. I don't think that's true. I think I, I, that's absolutely not true. I think a healthy relationship requires together time as well as alone time. Yes. Right? There needs to be a balance between interpersonal relationship and individual being spending time with yourself and and striking that balance would be useful. So not, right now at home, you know, we could be the same house. I could be in the bedroom. I could be in the study. She could be in the, in the living room. And we're completely content with that because we realize and we understand that while we enjoy time together, we can have a life together. I still have my own life to worry about. Yes. Right? So, so, so having that understanding would be very useful. Oh. I think, yeah. Mm, I think the uh, conflict management is a big deal in mm. relationships. Oh, yes. Not for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because relationship, as much as it's good and we like to think that it's good forever, mm. it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and what makes a break a relationship, I would say, is how well the couple manages, manages conflict. conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. that's really true. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you have any, like, tips on, like, how to manage conflict? Well, oftentimes I see Asian couples, because as a, as a marriage and family therapist, I would see mm. a lot of times people or couples are angry with each other. Uh, but they don't talk about this openly. Or they, they, they do not. They, they will triangulate. <laughs> so in marriage and family therapy, we have a theory called triangulation. So instead of talking to you directly, if I have uh, an issue with you, but I don't want to be so confrontational, I would go through you to tell you that you're wrong, right? If, let's say if I have a child. Yes. If I, yeah. if, if, let's say if I'm the mother and you're the father and I pissed off at you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, but, um, but, you know... Um, and I, I don't want to be directly telling yeah. you. I would tell you, hey, your father is really bad. He's not <laughs> doing this. He's not doing that. It is so true. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's, that's, that becomes an even bigger problem because yeah. no children or child in the family should have so much power. Yeah. You know, the, the parents need to be able to provide that structure and to, to, live, to let the child grow up healthily. And if I put all my burden and put my, all my anger and frustration upon you, then you would grow up to hate your father. And then your father would hate me. And then this will go on forever. Yeah. Yes. This is this not is a good mad. thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, because this actually happens in my family, but it's it's a slightly different dynamic. Mm. So most of the time, my mom and I we have a lot of friction, mm. right? And my dad is the person that is always being like things are being triangulated towards. Yeah. Right, but like, and this has caused my mom and my relationship to be really straight. Mm. You know, to the point where by now that I've reached my a certain age and then I'm a little bit more mature and I understand and stuff. But it has reached a point whereby I feel that it is a little bit for a, hard for us to approach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. the problem is just so big and abstract that it's hard to approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this is, this is, this is, this is crazy because <laughs> it's opened my eyes to a whole new world. I never knew this was a thing. But and yeah. I, I mean, triangulation is definitely not the way to go. I mean, yeah. if you have a grudge, if you have something, you know, have a, have a thing not happy with you, we need to talk. I mean, the reality is there's no way to avoid conflict in, yeah. in personal relationships. Definitely. No matter how close, no matter how similar, how loving you are, Shit will hit the fan. Yes, right. It will sometimes. It will bad it will things will happen. Yeah. Right, and when bad things happen, instead of turning away from each other, what we use was turn towards each other. Which is actually not something we instinctively want to do. No, 
Yeah. No, it's not because running away from problems is easier than yeah. actually facing the problem. But but if you want this relationship to last and you want it to be happy and be healthy, then turn towards each other. Find ways to communicate openly and and look at the problem itself and not attach the problem and personify the problems. Right. A lot of the couples would say, um, you know, if something bad happens, uh, you're the cause of this. Like you, they, they, they attribute the, the cause of the problem to the person right. rather than looking objectively at what the problem is. And that could lead to, you know, you know, no one likes to be blamed for anything. Yeah, no one. So, so if you, if, if some, if my, my wife said that I'm, you know, this happened because I'm bad and I'm not doing my job, then I'm immediately turned off. Right? I don't yeah. want to listen to this. Yeah. But instead, let's talk about the problem. What is the problem objectively? And can we find a solution towards it? I think that would be, that's what research would tell you to do. Right. Do you feel like it's a red flag if a couple says that, oh, we have been together for two years and we haven't had a fight? Or do you think that's a good thing? Well, I think fight will eventually happen. Yeah, <laughs> eventually will happen, whether it's big or small, but uh, but it's not to avoid conflict, but actually allow conflict to be in your life. You know, you just can't run away from them. But yeah. once conflict happens, can we can we not stonewall each other instead of uh, instead, and we can turn towards each other and find solutions to problems objectively, um, and also being able to use um, you know to use humor. You know, sometimes humor can can help dissolve a lot of. Um, intense emotion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming fun. you have. Uh, That's my go-to tool for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that I have a, a rather appropriate sense of humor. Maybe inappropriate at sometimes, but it relates well with my partner, so it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and then most of the time, whenever we face conflict, I'm just glad that like uh, neither of us are the sort to 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 clam up. You mm-hmm. know, because there are there are people who like I've 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 had friends who who especially when they have problems with their partner, they are very articulate with me, mm-hmm. but they're not able to to translate that when they are facing their partner. Mm. And it gets especially frustrating and, and bad, I feel, when both of them are doing that. Mm. I mean, it's, it's bilateral, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's how I, one thing that I say and how you receive it. And once you receive what I said and you, you become, people can potentially become defensive. Yeah. Especially if I start labeling things. If I'm yes. telling that you're wrong, you're bad, you're, you're not up to par. And then I take that personally, then, then there's no communication. You know, I, I shut off immediately. Yeah. So instead of being, you know, in the, you know, pointing fingers, let's look at the problem itself and, and find a way to work this out together uh, and, and eliminate that type of that type of defensiveness. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a nice way to end it, right? Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> the camera is like dying already. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay, this so uh, once again, we are, we are, we've come to the end of another topic. I think this topic was another long one that we could probably bring up again and discuss next time. We, Honestly, we I th- I, today was incredibly enlightening once again. So thank you so much, Prof, for, for shedding light on these things, you know. And I think it's great because uh, what we talked about did not just stay on romantic relationships. And I think with all relationships, conflict management is something that's extremely important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just romantic because uh, love comes in many forms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this is the last episode of like three episode series with Prof Andy. Yeah. So if you guys want to see him, you can leave in the comments below. Yeah, and then we'll see what we can do. You can okay? also come to NTU. Ah, you can <laughs> I'll bring the entire, <laughs> entire set all Why the way not? to NTU. Honestly. Why not? Why don't yeah. you help me bring it? <laughs> So okay, thank so, so thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming thank to our show. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my name is John. My name is Celeste. And I'm Andy. Yes, keep watching our show and uh, we'll see you next time and then uh, who knows, we'll bring another special guest and then you can find out a little bit more. Bye.